<laughs> What's up, good people? It's time for another session of that verbal cardio, man. We back. Another episode. Got my co-host right here, Water, the best co-host of all time. This is everybody's co-host. Everybody on the planet, your co-host needs to be Water. No matter what, no matter what you're doing for a living, no matter where you live, no matter what you got going on, no matter your political party, whatever, water needs to be your co-host. Because without water, there's no show. There's no show to even need a co-host for. Without this right here, right chair. How much are y'all drinking? Are you getting enough? Is it a chore for you to drink more water? Huh? What's more important than water? What's more important? Nothing is more important than water. That's why I got water with me every goddamn show. Water is the key to life. Water is going to help your organs, your skin, all of that. It's going to help your brain. Remember that. Respect water. Respect it. Got my producer extraordinaire over here, Sabrina Seth. Here. In the building. What it do? In the building. Camera's not on the ones and twos today. We got Leah back here. Leah Fries Riz. Fryers is Fry, because it's F R I R E S, but it's Fry Fryers. 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 I like the last. You like your last name? I I got used to it. Okay, <laughs> they had to grow on you. Yeah, you know, I got made fun of a lot. Did Aww. you really? Called French fries growing uh, up. You know, I wouldn't mind kids that. Kids are mean. Kids are yeah. mean. I, I like French fries though. I would have been like. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. But anything is annoying when you were yeah, a kid. Just call true. me what I am. Yeah. Nah, man. Yeah. Fries. Right. Just and learn then, it. Yeah. yeah. Where'd you grow up? Cleveland. Ooh. Oh, Cleveland. I like Cleveland. Rocks. I've been to Cleveland I think several Drew Barry. times. I mean, Drew Barry. Not Drew, Drew Barry. Drew Carey. Drew Carey. Drew Carey. Cleveland. Drew Barry more. Bone <laughs> Halle Berry's from there. Oh, Halle, Halle Berry is from Cleveland. Oh, snap. Kid I, Cuddy. That's right. There's a yeah. lot of people, yeah. yeah. LeBron. LeBron. You can claim LeBron. I do. Yeah, you better claim. <laughs> She's like, I do. But you better claim. But we in here, man. We in the studio. We back. Yes, sir. Verbal cardio, man. Rihanna's pregnant. Well, allegedly. Uh, allegedly. She still hasn't said. I need her to tell me that she's pregnant. Yes. If y'all seen my video, I need Rihanna herself to yes, say, sir. yo, got the bun in the oven. I'm excited. Right Until then, <laughs> I'm not making the assumption that she's pregnant. Because one thing about Rihanna is that when she, even when she gains weight, she yeah. be flaunting. She be flaunting the and weight. She, yeah, she's like, "Yo, I'm here. What's she up?" She don't hide do? when she gains a little weight. She yeah. like, "This is where I'm at right here, right now. No bra on. Feel it." Yep. And I respect that. Yes. I've always wanted that for myself. <laughs> that type of confidence and no care in the body, you know. And Rihanna's always been that person, so she could be out here showing her stomach, and everybody, oh, bun in the oven. We don't even know. A$AP Rocky might not even be able to have kids. We don't know this. You know, now he's sad because y'all are like, man, you know what I'm saying? They don't know I can't. I'm, I'm shooting blanks. Aww. He could be. <laughs> we don't know. We don't even know if Rihanna can have child. Yeah. I, I just need her to be like, yo, bun in the oven, guys. I need her to post the ultrasound. I need to see the ultrasound. And that, that visual where I can never make out anything but the head. Or, you know the picture of, like, women holding their bellies where it's like, okay. Yeah. You're not just going to hold your belly because you're full. Right. Even though I've taken a picture like that. Mm -hmm. um, but not everyone's me. The food baby. <laughs> I've definitely taken a food baby picture. Um, but, yeah, like, the side 
with the jeans and the white shirt open, showing the belly with the the toes out, yeah, just like Janet Jackson. Why is that? They That's like get their little sheer thing on, yeah. nothing on <laughs> underneath, and they got the little the little leaf crown yes. thing, and they just pregnant, half naked, right? And, you know, mm-hmm. pregnant. Yeah, she. But needs I don't to know, do that. Rihanna. I need to. You, I, you know, tell us for sure. That way, right. I can be like, congrats. Even though she don't know who the hell I am, she'll never hear my congrats. But until then, <laughs> I'm reserved because I don't want to be on the wrong side of history right. and be like, hey, everybody, you saw me with my belly out. They thought I was pregnant. Even you, I want to be the guy. Like, no, remember I said I wasn't sure, mm-hmm. and I, I just want to stay on that side. But the outfit was nice. We'll just talk about the outfit instead of no, nah, but to cover up. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. The cover... fake, the fake outfit guy. Because I ain't like ASAP's leather pants. Oh well, we're not even concerned. I, I don't even like remember what he was pants. wearing. He had leather pants. So. <laughs> now I was like, man, on on, on a regular day, because it just felt like a regular day. He had on the leather pants and a big puffy jacket, and I don't know that's what's in now. Over big stuff, over big stuff is in oh, huge man. coats, big. Sweaters, everybody's layered up, big stuff. So the Kanye keep running around this big puffy denim coat and the swamp boots that he's always rocking. And it's just like, I, I don't like this new look. Like, you know, go back to the tight. Yeah. I know a lot of people protested the skinny jeans and the tight pants. A lot of old school cats are like, man, pants are getting tighter. Yeah. But now they back to being baggy and then the mom jeans are in for the women. And it's just like... I'm not really feeling the vibe, you know. But who am I? I'm just a, I'm just 44, you know. Y'all could be like, man, hush, you ain't tapped into fashion, Tony Baker. Valid point. I'm not. I'm not tapped into fashion. But I just know what I like, and I know what I don't like. And I don't like the super baggy denim, mom genie, puffy, big stuff. And I, I just never like leather pants. Let's just be honest. I, I've never liked leather pants. I thought leather pants was cool for like two two years when I was a kid in elementary school. And I used to imagine, I used to fantasize about coming to school with some leather pants on and some dope black shoes. Because I saw Dwayne Wayne from What's Happening, he had on leather pants. And I was like, yo, those pants look phenomenal. But then when I would watch Delirious or Raw, I was like, no, nah, those leather pants look a little too tight. It's a dope visual, but I knew I couldn't pull off the leather pants so therefore, I was just like, man. And then every comedian had leather pants on in the comedy special, so they rocking the leather pants, but they were sweating profusely. So I was like, man, the leather pants, they legs had to be wet. Legs had to be wet. Now with the leather pants, I don't know if the leather is in the inside as well. I don't know how leather pants are set up. But I just imagined some wet-ass legs. <laughs> so it was just like, nah, I don't want the wet legs. Because think about it. I mean, you, you don't want the wet legs. And I don't want to be on my comedy special with leather pants on. So that's just, you know, that's just my take. So so as far as I'm concerned, Rihanna may or may not be pregnant. Yes. I don't like leather pants. And, and you know, that that's about it mm-hmm. on that. On that note, in the, in the news, if you want to talk about what's in the news, Tom Brady retired, allegedly. Tom Brady is somebody you never count out until he's dead. You know, he's played his whole career where you think they got Tom Brady dead to rights. He'll come back. It could be 37 to nothing going into the fourth quarter. He will score 38 points in the fourth quarter and win the game. You don't count this man out until he is dead. 
put two bullets in the back of his head, cremate him immediately. I mean, put the two bullets in his head, throw them in the oven right then and there at the location of the bullet head. Throw them in the oven. Put his ashes in each of the 50 states. Then and only then will I believe that he retired. But even then, you know, he might he might have time to assemble back and then come back into the game of football. So I'm not counting him out until he's dead for two <laughs> generations. Like, I need two generations to pass before I believe, all right, he's fully retired. Because Tom Brady is known for the comebacks. Yeah, you, you talk about Tom Brady like he's Jason or Freddie or... He's Jason Myers Kruger. Yeah, he is. No, and I get it because it's like, why do we still have movies of them if they die at the end of each right. one? Right. That's Tom Brady. Tom Brady is Tom Myers Kruger, Kruger. Brady <laughs> Voorhees Jason. This is facts. Freddie. And and how many people in the entertainment business in general have retired and come right back? Like Jay Z. Jay Z be he'd be retiring every every other year. Every music <laughs> artist has been like, This is my last album mm-hmm. has not held true to that. Everybody mm-hmm. that taps out tapped out quietly. Yeah. You know who I feel like quietly retired? Who? Rihanna. <laughs> Rihanna low key <laughs> retired. She was just like, I ain't gonna tell nobody. Who's the last album? Twenty sixteen? I think so. Anti. And which is good. You know why that's good? Because it's, it's that's not a lot of pressure for her. Yeah. Like she she don't feel pressured, even though everybody be like, "Where's the next album?" Right. If she's she don't like, feel it, she don't feel it. Like, bro, I don't care. And no now more. she's in a comfortable space where I don't have to be going on tour. I don't have to put a project out to survive. It, facts. And we respect it. Yeah, 2016. 2016. Anti. Last album. Yeah. That's a long time ago. That is a long time ago. That's happened since 2016. But she's she's but successful. She like, Fenty doesn't feel... Like, Fenty is such its own entity outside of Rihanna right. that she's she's made it. Hmm? You know what I mean? Like, what, if, what, if, what if she was never passionate about music and this was the goal the whole time? That's genius because you were... You... You... Well, this is this is different though. You actually did comedy to become an actor, but you mm. ended up falling in love with. I ended up falling com- in love with comedy. comedy. But she fell in love with fashion. Yeah. What if it, What if that's how it went? What if she's like, um, all right, let me do makeup and fashion. Yeah. In the meantime, to figure out what else I want. Like, and then she was like, this is it. Yeah. Because that's how I feel about stand up comedy. It this. Yeah. So now, if it's like, man, I got to think about writing lyrics, yeah. getting songwriters, going in the studio, coming up with different styles, this, yeah. that, and the third. She's like, man, I ain't feeling all that, man. I'm loaded. And then you, to bring it back to you and how you, you know, you know you're no longer super focused on acting. Right. You no longer have to, like, bust your ass to uh, audition and, like, right. you know, you're not super caught up on that. Mm. Now you're just in love, like, hey, man, let me get a stage. Right. And you, you both have freedom within that. Yeah. Look at you. You're on the path and to now, becoming the next Rihanna. The Rihanna? <laughs> <laughs> now I want to get it to where I don't have to worry about ticket sales. Yes. That's when I'm That's when I'm fully relaxed. If I'd be like, mm-hmm. yo, I'm in Detroit this weekend, and then it sales out. In an hour, yeah. all the shows. That's next year. That's coming next year. That's when I'll be fully like, not a care in the world. Yeah, I promise. My, you my only worry would just be material, but other than that, yeah, not a care in the world. Yeah, and that, then 
uh, two years from that, from after that, yeah. we're going to be walking down the street holding hands and your uh-huh. belly's going to be out. And people are like, I don't want to assume that Tony's pregnant. People going to be like, congratulations, Tony. You got the bun in the oven. And in today's world, I, I could I could have a bun in the oven. It could become like twins. Yeah. Is twins the one where he gets pregnant? Where junior. They, junior. I've junior. never watched Junior. <laughs> Junior's so weird. I just I recently watched it not too long ago. Yeah. I never saw it. Was it good? It's 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 good because I like the combo yeah. and everybody in it, but it's interesting. Yeah. Junior was like the sequel to twins. Yeah. You remember twins? Yeah. 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 I saw that in theaters. It's definitely Arnold cute. Danny DeVito. It's funny because it's it's funny seeing Arnold Schwarzenegger become a full pregnant man. Yeah. Like he has all the like the aches and pains and the complaints and the cravings and it's and he's but he's huge. He's Arnold Schwarzenegger. So right. you're like, holy shit, this is funny. I think that movie grows thirty, forty something million dollars domestically. Let me see. See if I'm close. Let me see. So Th- what so thirty forty? Thirty it's in the thirty forty range domestically. Worldwide, I don't know, but domestic box office. Oh, yeah. That's just off the top. Uh, domestic, because I just got... Ooh, what we got? It? <laughs> it's a junior movie, domestic violence? No, that's not no. what I before. Yeah, 36. 36 million. Yeah. Man, off the top, Look yo. at you, man. Off the top. <laughs> Freestyle, the box You're office grows <laughs> of a random Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. And Twins made okay, between... Twins made between, I think it's in the teens, a hundred and a hundred. It's definitely in in the range between a hundred and a hundred and twenty million. But I feel like it's it's like one eleven to one twenty. Is it somewhere in there? One eleven. It's literally one eleven. Come on now. <laughs> Come on. When I tell you, Tony <laughs> is Rain Man. One eleven. Wow. Man, I just be. Tony just being. I just look at these numbers just for fun. But it's not the fact that you just look at them, you absorb them. Yeah. There's a different even movies that you don't even watch or you're not even passionate about or you really don't even care about. You'll still be able to like spew a number and then hit it. And it's just like, shut up. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. There had I I don't wanna I don't wanna have anybody steal this idea. Well, actually they need you to steal the idea. Mm -hmm. There needs to be like a win Ben Stein's money. Yeah. But with you and movies, people right. who swear they're movie heads be uh-huh. like, I go against Tony. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's see how how well your knowledge is in movies. Right. And then we'll have them play different games like uh like six degrees against you. Uh-huh. And whoever can come up with the the quickest path first wins that point. And then like, all right, guess the these four grossing Whatever. Right. I feel like people would watch that because it'd be like interesting, funny. It, would, it's it you, would definitely be funny. And it'd be it'd be a good time. And people would swear, like, Man, I know about this. And they'll <laughs> study movies and they'll come on and you'll still be like, wrong. <laughs> wrong. Like if the movies get too old, that's when you lose me. But give me yeah, six yeah. degrees right now. Name two actors that I gotta connect. <sighs> um Alan Rickman. Oh, okay. And Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. And great actor, by the way. Such a great actor. Yeah. We need an actress now. Oh, Alan okay. Rickman and Meryl Streep. Oh, oh, okay. Alan Rickman and Meryl Streep. Okay. So let me get it together and get my mind in order. 
Okay. Y'all know that meme where it's like all the numbers be floating in front <laughs> of their face. <laughs> and y'all can talk while I'm sitting there getting my thoughts together. Yeah. Okay, so Alan Rickman, who was in uh the Harry Potter series. I feel like there's 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 oh yeah so many robust <laughs> flavors in there. Oh, here we go. Okay. Here we go already. Alan Rickman was in Harry Potter and the I'm trying to get the I'm trying to get the title right. Harry Potter not the Half Blood Prince. It's it's I think it would the Half Blood Prince. I'm trying to think of the last two Harry Potter movies. It was it was it was one movie it was one split in two. But I can't remember the name of it. Um, but I'm gonna say Half Blood Prince because I I do think Helena Bonham Carter's character had already shown up by this time. Okay. So so Alan Rickman, Helena Bonham Carter. Helena was in Ocean's Eight with Anne Hathaway, who wow. was in Devil Wears Prada with Meryl Streep. Boom. Well done. Yeah. And that's how you Just do it, three. folks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, those those three. But I, could, I I drew a blank on Harry Potter's the Deathly Hallows. Deathly Hallows. That was the one they split in two yeah. at the end. Yeah, and yeah. I know they would. I know they were both in that. Yeah. Because Alan Rickman's character survived, and I think she died in. I think she died in one or two. I do. I remember her death though. Matter of fact, no, no, no. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So boom, Deathly Hallows. Shout out to Harry Potter, man, because the <laughs> Harry Potter franchise. I like Lord of the Rings better as the 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 initial trilogy more so than Harry Potter. But I will say about Harry Potter, one thing about the Lord of the Rings when they were out in theaters, I really liked going to the movies to see Lord of the Rings when they were out in theaters because it was like a it was a Christmas vibe attached to that. They would always come out in November or December. And it was like for three years, it was like a little tradition me and my friends had of going to see Lord of the Rings. Because they always came out in the same time frame. So I was like, man, that's a good time. And Harry Potter was coming out in those same time frames. And it just felt like the holidays. It felt like winter. It was a vibe. It was snow. It was castles. It was just like the music. And I love how Warner Brothers always incorporated the Harry Potter visual in their logo at the beginning of the Harry Potter movies. It would be like a storm cloud and the Warner Brothers and then we would go straight into... It got you, increasingly darker too. Yeah. As the, as the franchise went on, it was like, yo, it's serious mm -hmm. now. Like by the time we got the Deathly Hollows, yeah, it was like... It's not happy anymore. <laughs> man, it was super dark. And you know, and, and one thing I loved about Harry Potter too, because I'm a fan of themes and like a continued theme and callback. Harry Potter's callback was that he always went back home in between semesters. So we were always, for a while, and then they stopped doing this, but we would always start out with Harry Potter back at home with that family he hated that he stayed with. And then we would they would show him actually go to Hogwarts and, you know, be happy there amongst his peers. And at the same time, some drama's coming because, you know, but we always hated to see him at home living under the steps. And that was a nice little tradition and a vibe at the theater. 
And, and Lord of the Rings, I feel like, is the best trilogy of all time, uh, hands down. Granted, they had the benefit of making it all in one time, so it was always cohesive, but I just feel like those three films, there's not a weak link at all whatsoever in the initial Lord of the Rings trilogy. There's, there's, when when people say I didn't like the two towers, I, I I don't I don't hear that. I don't hear I didn't well, I didn't like Return of the King. I don't hear that with Lord of the Rings. I hear that you know, I hear that with the Dark Knight. People are like the Dark Knight Rises kind of disappointed me, or people don't like Back to the Future Three, or people didn't like Die Hard Two. The Matrix dropped the ball, but I feel like Lord of the Rings and John Wick is three and zero. Oh. But Lord of the Rings, it was just, it was just phenomenal. All three, no, no ball drop, no momentum loss. It was just outstanding all the way through. I feel. Sure, I I can't speak on it because of Harry Potter. Every time I try to watch a full Harry Potter film, I just don't make oh, it. Oh yeah, she's out of the Harry Potter. But Lord of the Rings. But Lord know. of the Rings, yeah, I feel that Lord of the Rings is dope. Yeah. Um. Do you have a favorite of the three? I think the first one because because I'm a fan of like being hooked. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I like it when a movie's like, okay. Yeah. I want more. And so it was like a definite like, okay. Yeah. I can keep doing you this. Was all in. Yeah. So you <laughs> so was I'm, ready for the next chapter. Um, so yeah, like I'm a fan of like movies that can do that. And instead of just being like, all right, I guess I'll watch the next one just right. to see how it goes. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, and there's some there's some movies that I'm like, all right, this was cool, and I I guess I'll watch the next one to see how it goes. Yeah. And then there's other movies where I'm like, The Lord of the Rings. You was like, Lord of the, the Rings. And then even uh, I like John Wick because then I'm like, all right, yeah. What else are you about to do? Right. Um, there's a lot of movies like that where I'm like, what's next? What's next? Yeah. I'm a fan. Uh, speaking of movies, we just recently watched, and I know we're very very behind and very late. Super late. Nobody. Yeah. What. A movie. <laughs> yeah. So good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Finally like, watched Nobody with, uh, why can't I think of his name? Right Bob now? Odenkirk. Bob, Bob Odenkirk, Odenkirk from uh, Better Call Saul fame. Um, he's in an action movie. So good. <laughs> and, uh, you know, called Nobody. Nobody came out theatrically, like, on the right when they started opening theater doors again. So it was like, you know, the box office gross was low. I think it grows like 20-something million domestically. But people were uncertain on if they were coming back out. And so I missed it. And I wanted to see it in theaters. I farted around, never went to see it. But I liked Nobody. It was good. I liked it. Uh, I believed it. Yeah. I thought Bob did a good job in the role. Because um, it's so surprising. The development of his character was so surprising because yeah. I believed him in the beginning. Yeah. I absolutely Who is like, this schlub? Yeah. Just getting through life doing the same shit. Mm-hmm. His family don't respect him except his daughter. Yeah. And it was just like, you you saw there was a rift between him and his wife because they slept with the pillow up in between them. Yeah. And I, I and, believed all of it. Yeah. And then at the end, I was like, I believe this. Yeah. I believe it all. So it's like, <laughs> yep. it was, it's probably, it's, probably going to be up there with one of my favorite character developments in a movie. Okay. Because it was, and not that it was development because he was just reverting back to his own old self. Right. But it's like, I believed it all the way through. It was like, 
a history of violence kind of um, yeah. Vigo Mortensen. Oh, yeah. It reminded me of that type of vibe. Like this dude was just trying to be a family man and just trying to, you know, do right and just live a normal life. But we get to see uh, more, more of the unravel. I will say the difference between the history of violence and nobody is that uh, history of violence, they forced him out of it more so than nobody. Nobody... Yeah. His was, his ego kind of drove him to because people was just disrespecting him when they yeah. was just looking down, they was judging him. So he was just like, Man, do y'all know what I'm capable of? And at the right. same time, I let these cats get away when I could have did this, that, and the third. Mm-hmm. It was more because had he just been like, you know what? I know what I could have done to those intruders. Mm-hmm. I don't care how y'all look at me. He could have just gone going on about his day. Yeah. History of violence, they made Vigo Mortensen come back out and be violent. They was just like, nah, man. They pulled up on him. It was like, I know who you are. And, you know, we we just going to keep coming for you. Yeah. That was that movie. But nobody it was just like, he had a moment. There was a mm-hmm. break in. And then he held back. Mm-hmm. And then the son was like, when dad. I, that, that's probably what pushed him over. Yeah. Because this couldn't have been the first incident in his entire life afterwards. Uh, like between his normal life, yeah, that something like that happened. But his son was so disrespectful towards, like you yeah. could just see that his son completely lost respect for his dad. Right, that he was just like, Ugh. and yeah. then it probably built from there. And because, his brother-in-law or whoever, uh, yeah, all up in his face, and it was just like. And the only person who really respected him was his father-in-law, which is usually not the case. Right, he was like, "I'm rooting for you." Yeah, and I was like. It's a good father-in-law. <laughs> right. He's like, man, I'm rooting for you, man. Yeah. And, but so. his dad knew something was wrong. He's like, what's wrong, man? Yeah. Like, nothing. Oh, and who's his dad? Christopher Lloyd. Yes, sir. Christopher Lloyd is in this movie. And his brother? And the RZA. Which is probably. Is in this movie. It's good casting, man. It's a great casting. Yeah. So nobody was good. I'm giving it four saxophones out of five. I enjoyed it. It was in the action was ridiculous though at the end. It was like, oh, oh y'all, yeah. just, y'all just doing ridiculous <laughs> shit at this point. Yeah. So they, they definitely went ridiculous for the back quarter of the movie. Yeah. They were like, all right, we're going all out now. That's but it was, was fun. Like. It was fun it was ridiculous. Fun, it was fun ridiculous. And then yeah. Riza had a fight scene and it was great. And yeah. so shout out to him. I want to see Riza in more action. Cause he wasn't even in shape. Riza was like, he had like a full gut. Yeah. <laughs> but he was killing it. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, and it, it was still believable because he wasn't yeah. doing like over the top, like nah. Ray Mysterio moves or anything like that. Uh-huh. He was just like, like, okay, this yeah. is a guy who knows what he's doing. So if y'all see that movie, if y'all come across that movie, it's on uh, HBO Max. I think we watched, watched it. it. HBO Max. Yeah. yeah. So check out Nobody if you haven't seen it already. And when you pull up on it, tell them, tell them Tony sent you. Yeah, let them know. Um, I posted this last night and. I was watching the comedy special. I don't want to say who it was. Ooh, can you write it in the Google Doc? Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to say who it was, but I was just looking at the comedy special, and I was sitting there not laughing. And I was just like, okay, let me see. It's in there. Let me see, you know, if this special's funny. Okay. And this person is a, is a big name in comedy, oh. and so, you know, famous and, and whatnot. And so the audience was just really laughing hard at just like, just mediocre, you know, stuff. Mm-hmm. And it got me to thinking like, you know, and, I, and you know, I've, I've watched, you know, comedy audiences for years now. 
And I wonder, and I, I put a poll up in my Instagram. I was like, do y'all think people laugh harder at super famous people? I have. Or not? And the majority of the people in the poll, it was like 70-some percent say yes. Because yeah. I was looking at him in that special, and I was just like, if a if an unknown comedian was up there saying the same things that he's saying, I feel like those laughs would not have been that strong. Mm-hmm. That's just, and I, I just feel like, you know, when you got that fame, you get you you get extra leeway and extra laughs just on the strength of who you are, more so than the material itself. So I was just like, because this ain't that funny. I, I didn't laugh one time. <laughs> I was just sitting there. And then I fell asleep. But, um, but yeah, it was just like. Do you think if you were in the audience, you would have laughed? As opposed now to I give you, I give you extra points for live room energy. Yeah, that changes the dy- dynamic because I feel like we laugh easier at at a live show. Yeah, but. But are we laughing easier because the energy in the room is giddy? Like you know how I said to you yesterday, I was like, so I have a habit. Like if I. We went to uh, an NBA game, and we were surrounded by both team fans. Mm-hmm. And when the opposite team would score and they would clap, I would start clapping. And I'm like, oh, wait, wait. What the hell am I clapping mm-hmm. for? So I follow the energy, and I, like, by habit. And yeah. then I'm like, oh, wait. No, I'm just kidding. LOL. Like, I don't, I'm not actually clapping for your team. Mm-hmm. Um, so if the entire room is laughing, I might laugh yeah. because I'm like, <laughs> what, are we la- <laughs> what are we laughing at? But. You know what I mean? But I'm still going to like match the energy. Um, oh, so she energy matches. Do you like, energy match? I think I do too, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So y'all would just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> <And> it, <laughs> yeah. yeah. But you know what? I can't even say that because I go to your comedy shows all the you time. You stone face I do be stone. But in, on the inside, I'd be like, huh. Yeah. That's funny. Well, on the live audience too, you, you feel like you have to laugh because you feel bad if nobody is laughing. That's what Some I people have that mentality. Yeah. Some don't. Oh. Some That's audience weird. members give it to you straight. They like, and you like, damn. Yeah, that's why I got to sit in the back because I'm definitely a. Huh. That's yeah, funny. and so you got that dynamic. I because as an audience member, I laugh at what's real. Like if it's, I don't really fake the laugh. I'll just sit there and be like, you know, because there are jokes that I find like you know funny. But I'm like, man, internally, that was really funny. But there's no laugh. But I'm like, yo, that was a good joke. Yeah. And like, you know, with this particular special, I wasn't even on that. And I was just like, just sitting. And so I didn't even have the, that's a good joke vibe either. And plus, I, I was sleepy maybe. But but I do think famous comedians get that leeway of everything they say is funny. Even if it's bare minimal. They be up there working stuff out that's not even really funny yet. And audience is just like, you know, on the strength of knowing them more so than the actual joke itself. So where what I think Mm -hmm. is like certain people, yes, um, especially if they're fans of you, no matter what you like. I watch people approach you in real time, Uh not even on stage, just like catching like catching us in the street. And they'll just start laughing from you start from you saying hello. Right. And I'm like, oh, this is funny. Like, they're so excited that they know this is Mr. Funny Man in their yeah. head. I don't mean to say it like Mr. Funny, Mr. Funny you Man. Mr. Funny Man. Mr. Funny Man. He is the funny guy. Huh? <laughs> Man, grab me and hold. 
Uh, but like I see the energy when people approach you, mm. and it's like no matter what you say, they're yeah. gonna laugh. You could be like, it could be a dead serious right sentence. <laughs> Tony, yo, you crazy, yo, Kirkpatrick, right? It's like, yeah. bro, that's not what he just said though. Like, that's not even in the conversation. So, like, yes, yeah. But then again, I also feel like. If you continue to grow, like think about I, I like I think about Kevin Hart mm-hmm. in the middle of his success. Yeah. I felt like people found him funnier. Mm-hmm. They were like, man, anything he said was funny. Yeah. But now that he's as successful as he is. Right. People are more critical of him. Mm-hmm. And so he's not as funny to everyone anymore. Right. So it's like, <sighs> at what point do you become too successful that people yeah, are just no longer? Yeah. And, and I think that's a thing. And I don't know if it's like a jealousy thing. Like, man, this dude ain't that funny. Why he this big? Yeah. Which sucks because that is a real thing. Right. So I do feel like um, it's an odd balance. It's like, yeah, you're so successful that no matter what you say is funny now. Yeah. But as that success grows, people are going to become more critical. Like, do you actually deserve this success? And right. really break it down and then... And then that sucks. And I wonder why they target, they target Kev more so than like a Dave Chappelle, who right. who is somebody that doesn't catch the same critical heat that mm-hmm. Kevin does right. in terms of like, you know, I see as soon as you mention Kevin Hart, he's not that funny. Yeah, he's not that funny. Yeah, he's not that funny. But Dave Chappelle was like, oh, yeah, Dave Chappelle. He's hilarious. So it's like, you know what I mean? And yeah. you don't get to Kevin's level without being funny right? to a lot of people. So when people come in and it's just like, and, you know, comedy is, is one of the toughest art forms around because it's so subjective. So when you say somebody's not funny and they have millions of fans, they, you know, just say they're not my flavor. Right. Because clearly they're funny. Yeah. To, to even be, you don't sell out a football stadium by not being funny. This is facts. So Stadiums. Like, stadium. You don't sell out a football stadium or Madison Square Garden, whatever, by not being funny. So it's just like, just say, me personally, they're not my style of comedy. Yeah. There, there are many comedians that are huge that I just look at with a straight face because it's just like, Right. But I'm not going to say they're not funny, period. I'm going to just say they're not my particular style of comedy. Yeah. Because people have styles of comedy that they mm-hmm. gravitate towards. This like whether it could be slapstick, it could be cerebral, it could be dry, it could be political, it could be uh, self-deprecating. Every, mm-hmm. Everybody has their little uh, turn-ons in comedy. Yeah. Like for me, like, you know, if I feel like, when I watch a comedian and I feel like, I can see your joke set up, the punch. Yeah. It's real jokey. I feel like you're about to tell me a joke. It becomes less funny to me. And be like, man, my jokes are well crafted and here's a where I respect it. I was like, yo, you really bundled that up and put the little size of potatoes right. on there. And you know what I'm saying? But I'm not in the meatloaf with potatoes. Yeah. I, I prefer comedy that feels like it just happened in the moment, like, you know, yeah. whether it's a rant or, you know, stuff that feel like it's coming off the top. That's when I start laughing. That's why I'm so stone-faced on dad jokes, because I know these are jokes right. coming. And it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, okay. I see what you did there. Yeah. You know, here comes a jokey joke. Knock, knock. And I'm just right. like, oh. Immediately, I'm going to be a tougher crowd, because I know mm-hmm. a joke is coming. I got a joke for you. And I'm like, 
You know, right. <laughs> you know, it's funny. Uh, when I was young, I was probably like nine. Um, I started to train myself to not laugh yeah. because I, in my head, I was going to be like a comedic act, actress, mm-hmm. actor, whatever, whichever one you want to choose. Uh, and so I was just like, I don't ever want to break. Yeah. And so now here I am at 36. I'm, I have to relearn how to laugh sometimes. Yeah. Like sometimes I'll be like, man, I got to stop being like, huh, that's funny. And actually like, what did I laugh about yesterday? I laughed about something hard yesterday. Something that I see? Was it yesterday or the day before? I don't know. I, all I know is that I had a good laugh the other day and I was uh-huh. just like, shit, I needed that. Yeah. Or like the laugh from Naked Gun. I think about that all the time because I was like, man, oh, that was man. a good laugh. She was laughing hard. Oh, man. We were in bed watching Naked Gun and a scene passed. And it was probably like two minutes later that I started laughing at that scene. Remember the time passed? We already were past the scene. Yeah. And then I was like, yo. And I just started crying. Yeah, she was laughing hard. Like, reaction. Crying. Man, tough. <laughs> it was funny, though. It was, yeah. So. But you laugh quicker than that, though. I well, I felt but like the, it, but the laugh, the laugh, you laughed hard initially at the at the at the gag, and then <laughs> she stopped for a little bit and then started laughing again because I really thought about yeah. it. Yeah. But then did you start laughing too? Oh, I, oh, I was we already were, as soon as yeah. the gag hit, I was like, "Yo, <laughs> that's funny." And then we was just sitting there. And I was just like, yeah. <laughs> and then she started laughing again. Then we both the were just laughing hard. Yeah. Yeah. We started crying. We had to pause it. Yeah. <laughs> It was and, it was and Leslie good. Nielsen is so good so at this the, the straight face. Yes, he be dead serious, but just so ridiculous. I'm just uh-huh. like that type of humor to me is mad funny. Yes, me too. And I think he was a big influence on my like. I don't yeah. want to laugh. I want to be able to say things hilariously, like yeah. hilarious things, but dead ass. Right. You know what I mean? Just be like, because yeah. Frank Drebin was serious business. He so be doing funny. some ridiculous stuff. Would just be serious business in the face, and I was just like, "Yo, this is funny as hell to me." <laughs> and everybody around him is so ridiculous. That's also why I like uh, Larry David because yeah. he be he's so serious about everything right. he's saying, but everybody else is like, "Yo, this is so ridiculous." Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like, wait, what? Do you hear yourself? Like, yes, <laughs> I do actually, and I don't get what's funny. Yeah. So it's like I'm a fan of that uh, humor. Yeah. I like. The office is like that too, because they be dead serious. But this Michael Scott is a lot for me. He can I gotta be a have lot. him in doses. Yeah. Everybody else, like the the more serious yeah. office workers, mm-hmm. like Stanley. Stanley can oh, he's the best. slightest yeah. move from Stanley, and Stanley. I'm like, <laughs> he's hilarious. Cause he just be like, right. You know, <laughs> Stanley, and just I, I was a fan more so of that. Yes. And even the even the one guy that works in the office with the ball head, Creed. Yes, oh God, just him, man. his whole the, the side characters in the office. That's yeah, because Michael Scott's a great, like okay, he's he's great, but everybody around him and how everyone reacts to him is what makes the, the show key. so funny. His, like it's their like reaction to him. It's like being yes, ridiculous. he's funny, but is he funny on his own, or is he that funny on his own? Right. It's everyone's reaction to him that makes mm-hmm. it so like such a classic, great show. Right. And yeah. Because I, I would feel like Steve Carell was trying to make me laugh, and once I feel that, I'd be like, "All right, I uh, might give you a little something, but it, it ain't gonna be the same." But uh. So Shanna yeah. asks, "What celebrity actor or comedian always makes you laugh?" Uh. For, uh 
Frank Stiller, oh, uh, yes. Ben Stiller's father, instant. I'm smiling as soon as I see him. Yep. And he kills me every time, whether he was George Costanza's dad or uh, um, King of Queens. What's uh, King of Queens' wife? What's her name? Oh, I don't remember her name. Doug oh, Carrie? Carrie. Carrie. Carrie yeah. Heffernan. Yep. So, wait, no, it's Doug Heffernan. Oh, no. So, his last name was, uh, what was his last name on King of Queens? Jerry Stiller. Because his name was, oh, Spooner. Ar- Arthur Spooner. Those two characters, man, as soon as he comes in, I'm already smiling. When he opens his mouth, I'm laughing. Because he could be he could be funny when he talks calm. And then when he starts yelling, I'm dying. It was <laughs> his yell is so funny. So uh Jerry Stiller is one that always gets a laugh out of me. Uh to hear when he fumbles words, oh my God. instant, instant laugh, no matter what. It's an instant good time. Uh who else, man? JB Smooth makes me laugh yeah. pretty easily. Like just the way he talks. And that's the thing. That's the thing, too, that we have to consider. A super famous person with a funny voice and funny way of talking. And I think that's why people laugh at me right away, too, because my mm-hmm. voice is now funny to them. Yeah. Like, cause a lot of people know me from just my voice. And so when they hear it, they automatically, like, <laughs> they just hear these different vocal tones in my voice that makes them, that makes them laugh. And so, uh, so they immediately start laughing, even when I'm not saying anything funny. They just already like, man, your voice though. And that scares me kind of because I don't wanna I wanna be taken seriously sometimes, depending on what I'm talking about. So I don't want you laughing and I'm being serious. And y'all like, <laughs> Tony, just the way he said it. And I'm just like, ah, but I'm being serious. You know, so there's that fear. But but that's, you know, that's the trade-off of, you know. Being mm-hmm. funny with the voice, the disembodied voice um, that many people know me for. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that, that's a definite fear. I'm like, I'm being serious right now. But I think people take me more seriously now because, you know, the serene situation. Yeah. So I think, I think people see see the humanity in me more so than ever by dealing with that. Mm-hmm. And so they're just like, well, yeah, I can, I can turn off the laughter. For a second to hear him yeah. talk because they've seen me vulnerable. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that that and some people still gonna laugh. I could be in mid tear jerk. Yeah, and they'd be like, "Man, the way he crying is funny, man, just because his voice." <laughs> like, God damn it, man! Right, I'm being vulnerable here. Uh, like, oh, look at his bald ass crying. <laughs> man, I really like War- Roy Wood Jr. a lot. He oh. makes me laugh. He, he is so funny. He's one of my favorite comedians to watch. Bill Burr makes me laugh. His voice. Mm-hmm. His voice. Um, Roy Wood makes me laugh on Twitter. Yeah. Like, like he makes me laugh, obviously. Mm-hmm. But if you can make me laugh by a tweet, yeah. as hard as I'd be laughing at his tweets, right. I'd be like, this man is he's funny. He's funny, man, because I funny. hear his voice. Yeah. Like, everything he does is just funny. Yeah, he's funny. His, his face is funny. His voice is funny. The way he writes stuff is funny. His comedic mind is funny. He's mm-hmm. just he's just one of the best out here, in my opinion. And he has an adorable face. Yeah. It's like, 
He this, does. This is all coming out of you. You're right. <laughs> yep. And I, you, immediately, like when I first saw him live, I was just like, man, this dude right here is funny, man. Yeah. Uh, Lavelle Crawford is funny. He has a funny delivery, funny voice. Um, there are quite a few comedians where I'm just be like, ha, 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 immediately. Yeah. So, uh, peeps, man, let me tell y'all about HelloFresh. HelloFresh is so dope because it helps us with our meals on a nightly basis. You can get you a week's worth of food. You ain't got to worry about, oh, what am I going to cook? I got to get the ingredients. I got to do this. I got to do that. And let's be real. A lot of times when you think about that, you be like, man, I don't know what I want to eat. I don't know what I, I, what I want to cook. And then you got to run. You got to get the ingredients. HelloFresh makes all of this easier for you. It's just like, yo, you pick your meals. They send them to your house. You still got to cook them. You still got to cook. But knowing in advance, all right, I'm cooking this tonight. And it shows me how to cook it, what I got to do. And plus, if you want to try new meals, if you want to try new recipes, and you're not confident in how to make it, so now you got to get the ingredient list. You got to read the direct. So it's a lot going on. If you got to work, if you got school, whatever, you ain't got all that time. So now HelloFresh, they're going to send you the meal you pick. Boom. You can cook it up real quick, real easy. It's telling you step by step. So it takes all of that extra mental pressure off and you ain't got to run to the store because running to the store and you got the list and you you in the store like this you like oh man all right so i need to get uh green onions here oh oh um garlic uh what else do i need you know that could be a, a big process but uh you know hello fresh they got you they got you. It's a new year. It's a great time to focus on what's most important, whether it's saving money by ordering less takeout. Now, let's talk about that for a second. Eating out is expensive as shit. Me and Sabrina went to a veggie grill yesterday. Two people, $60. Two people, $60. Hello Fresh, man. You can get multiple days worth of meals for a fraction of the cost if you're eating out. You're eating out. You're spending more money. You don't really know the nutrition facts of what you're eating out. So, you know, when you eat out, I don't know if you're trying to watch your waistline or whatever. You don't know what kind of extra oils they're using in the foods. So now you got all this extra fat that's unaccounted for, all these extra calories to make the food taste better. And so now it's messing up your whole diet scheme because you're eating out. So you're spending more money and you're eating out. It's like, bam. All right. So you got that. HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm-fresh produce that arrives within a week. So you get... Convenience without skimping on quality. Skip the trip to the grocery store, saving you the wait in the long holiday line, if it's a holiday, and ensuring you don't waste money on excess food. Uh, and don't forget dessert. Satisfy your sweet tooth with seasonal, limited-time goodies like Dunkaroo cookie dough or vanilla delight cheesecake. HelloFresh is 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality, and you can save on average over $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. That's more money to put towards those other 2022 goals of yours. Um, HelloFresh offers 50 menu and market items to choose from every week, including veggie, calorie smart, family friendly, and gourmet options, providing plenty of variety. Recipes like hibachi sweet, soy, Bavette steak and shrimp, bringing restaurant quality meals right to your kitchen with their white cheddar Wonder Burgers, make it easier than ever to skip the takeout. 
Uh, HelloFresh offers you flexibility um, when you need to easily customize your order online or in the app. Easily change your delivery day, food preferences, and plan size or skip a week uh, for whenever you need to. So go to HelloFresh.com slash Verbal16 and use the code Verbal16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. That's HelloFresh.com slash Verbal16. Use that Verbal16 code for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts. You can't beat that with a spike back. Come on, man. Get in on this HelloFresh, man. Get in on this. All right, y'all. Uh, what about your immediate circle? Well, I'm starting beef. Immediate circle? Yeah. Who who makes you laugh? Kevin Fredericks. Yeah, Kevin's like funny, when Kev, man. When Kev is on stage, he be getting some real hard laughs out of me. He's funny. Man. Kev is really, really funny. Kev is really funny. On a day to day, yeah, like not exactly. even exactly off the stage. He's funny. He be having me, yeah, in tears. Like there, there have been many times where I've been hanging out with Kev, and we be having like tear, laugh tear moments. I've had several laugh to tear moments around Kev. Yes, because it's just like. Yo, man, stop doing this. Like he would tell me stories about his family <laughs> and stuff like that. And I'm I'm in tears the way I gotta stand up and leave. So definitely Kev. Um Yeah. Who else makes me laugh hard? Pat makes me laugh too. Pat is funny, man. Pat's mad. I wish Pat did more stand up because yeah. he's funny. Um, but I'll take Pat. Any way I can have yeah. him. You know what I mean? If it's his videos, if it's when I see him in person, right. if anything. Like, Pat's funny. Mm-hmm. And it's what's even funnier is that sometimes Pat's just talking. Yeah. And it's like his train of thought, because he's so his uh his like videos when he does like those videos, it's just him versus him. Right. It's like, how did you think of this? Right. His mind is so dope. Like but that that's... video he made about the different salad toppings. Yeah, he's just... <laughs> And then uh, who showed up? Uh, was it one of the, one of the toppings showed up and just busted up the whole vibe? But then it's like the facial expressions. And <laughs> yeah, it's like, and it's it's funny. <laughs> was like, it was like all the and Pat was all the different toppings. And then uh, was it olives? No, like he's, they're ra- saying raisins. raisins. It was raisins. It was raisins. raisins. I'm, so wait, when raisins yeah. came in, yeah. like, oh, so that's what we doing out here? Like nobody wanted raisins around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but came in like Hi. yeah he was like oh we getting it now and everybody was just like yeah it's so funny yeah yo. that's mad funny shout out to pat man yeah pat angel you, angel is funny to me yeah angel be saying stuff she be making me laugh a lot and it's just the way she says things it was like and angel is, is a surprising funny mm-hmm. it's just like you Cause when I first met Angel, you know, I'm thinking actress. I'm thinking, you know, yeah. And then being around her a lot, it's just mad funny. So when we all get together, it's just like, and Angel's quicker now from hanging with us. Mm-hmm. And like, well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say them because I'm, I feel like I get quiet in the group. But uh, yeah, she's funny. Um, I think Jackie's funny. Jackie Fab. Yeah, yeah, I like Jackie. I laugh a lot when I'm around Jackie. Yeah, she's a. Uh... 
her energy, her her tone of voice, uh, when she says certain things, the way she says things, yeah. like like the way she approaches things. I like I like yeah. I like Jackie a lot. Mm-hmm. It's like she'd she be like, getting on my nerves via text. <laughs> but in person, I love Jackie. Text Jackie, I don't like. I don't like her. I don't like her attitude. I don't yeah. like the way she talks to me via text. Yeah. Never did. But in person, mm-hmm. always a good time. Ronnie Ray makes me laugh a lot in person. <laughs> Ronnie Ray makes me laugh a lot. And the key is with like me and me and comedians, when I'm around comedians off the stage, I don't like I don't like to feel like the comedian is always on where they're not just being normal. I don't I don't some yeah. comedians they get into this competitive spirit where they just always have to be on and yeah, 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 yeah. Rapid fire be like, man, just just relax. <laughs> and so um it starts I'll just be like, man, let me just sit over here in the corner because you're doing too much. Um so I like it when when comedians just feel like they just chilling, they relaxing, they're the normal sales. If something's funny, then something's funny. But I feel like if you're always on, then I'm just like, all right, man, turn it off. Turn it off. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to think of who else be having me dying out here. I think DC is funny. DC is DC is mad funny. DC is so funny. Like DC's I remember. DC is funny the, when he gets pissed. I, I remember the first time I saw him on stage, I didn't expect it. Yeah. And I was like, yo, this is mad funny yeah. like it's just his whole demeanor even though like it's before him seeing him on stage i knew exactly who he was and everything yeah. but it's like he exaggerates it a little right. bit on the stage and it's just it's so funny yeah it's and like he he's also one of those people that can say something a certain way and it'll uh-huh. be so funny it, could, it, it won't even be funny like the actual sentence or whatever yeah. it's the way it comes out of his mouth that it's just like <laughs> what right. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, DC is mm-hmm. funny. Piss DC, mad funny. <laughs> DC mad is mad funny, man. And not that, not that they are, you know, we be trying to push him to get mad, but uh, DC is funny. People keep uh, mentioning Ryan Davis. Ryan Davis is, first of all, Ryan Davis's video, split screen videos, he wanted the best to ever do it. In terms of his observations on the split screen and the, and the topics that he's touching on, he'd be killing it. Uh, on stage, Ryan Davis, I feel like for for me and y'all know my my personal taste. He's starting to show his hand too much in about how he crafts his joke. He's too vocal about it. Mm-hmm. Like I do jokes, I do the materials. It's well crafted. It's handcrafted. I do this. I do this. So it becomes me watching the craft of stand-up and just thinking about the craft of it more so than just taking him in and just laughing. Yeah. So now, like, I feel like if you talk about the technical aspect of being a comedian too much, it takes me out of the spontaneity that I I like to feel when I watch stand-up comedy. Yeah. Like, growing up, I didn't worry about a set list and how it was crafted. Like I didn't look at delirious and think, Oh man, it's well crafted. I wonder how long he had to work on, (laughs) you know, I was just laughing at what he was talking about. And it felt very much. Yeah. I feel like, you know, not knowing anything about stand up comedy, I feel like, Oh, he's doing this right here, right now in the moment. It's just (laughs) my head exploded. You know, every comedian that I watched growing up, Sinbad, I was just like, Oh, Oh, they just doing this off the top. Yep. 
And that's part of the magic of stand-up for me. And it's just like, if you talk about it too much, then that kind of magic phase. And it's just for me. Like, you know, I'm not speaking on anybody else, but I just like that feeling of not being able to see backstage. I don't want to see the strings behind it. I don't want to see the camera guy behind you. I don't want to see all the inner workings when I watch you on stage. I just want I, I want to sit there and be like, yo, did you just do this just yeah. now? You like the mystery because that's how. So I think I've mentioned this so many times on Verbal Cardio, but one of my favorite things, or maybe I have never mentioned it. I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, one of my favorite things about seeing, like going to see Tony perform and why I've, I've probably gone to like over 100 shows of yours in the past four years. Um, one of my favorite things is I'm usually sitting with the other comedians mm-hmm. and hearing them be like, yo, wow, what? And or I'll hear like, yo, did he just come up with that? Or like they'll repeat what you said. I'm like, yo, how do he think of that? Right. You know what I mean? And it's like I can tell that they're just so fascinated by the mystery of how did you do that? Yeah. You know what I mean? And then that, it makes it even funnier. Like, mm-hmm. well, how did this even happen? So you possess that. Yo, did he just think of that right now? Yeah. And obviously, you have a lot of a lot of jokes that, like, it just it feels very in the moment. And you have a joke for everything. You just like you have a lyric. A song for every every right. word. <laughs> <laughs> always go to a song. Yeah. Um. So I I can see that you like the mystery in the way that you perform. Yeah. Because you perform with that mystery. You perform yeah. with that like, yo, did he even think of these jokes before getting on stage? Right. Or did he just do it? And then and then you end up doing something like, uh, I'm gonna just do improv comedy. Somebody give me a topic. Yeah. And then that just really makes everyone's nose so that's bleed. That's probably why then I like that. Yeah. Because that's your style. Watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I don't I don't like for it to be I don't like for it to feel or look too technical. Yes. And uh, I want you to just be in there and be like, yo, this this really just happened in this moment right now. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Uh, and it was it was something I was gonna say. Uh, Marie says I'm truly biased. Kev, Tony, DC are very funny to me because how much their empathy shows in their comedy is just well balanced. That's an interesting take. Um, and you know, for me, comedically, I don't like for people to feel bad. Yeah, like I don't I don't really get a kick out of making people look stupid. And um, so I try not to be mean comedically. If somebody says something rude or something like that, I can throw you on the grill. But me just being mean off top when when people don't, you know, didn't warrant it. Yeah. Then I I have a problem with that. I'm not comfortable with that. But like, you know, uh, mean comedy is just not my vein. And uh, also, Clayton Thomas has made me laugh hard several times. Like, you know, uh, and so on stage watching Nate Jackson do improv in the moment comedy is ridiculously funny. Like, I've seen Nate Jackson quite a few times, and his in the moment stuff, no, he got good material too, but I'm just saying, I'm just talking about what makes me laugh hard. There's a lot of, a lot of my comedian friends are dope. You know, the whole crew funny. You know what I'm saying? Our whole crew, Chaz, Keenan, Keon, B. Lou, everybody's funny. But I'm just talking about who be who be having me teared up more so than not. 
And like when I watched Nate Jackson do improv on that stage, he has teared me up quite a few times. Mm-hmm. I'll just be like, cause because Nate Jackson is a quick thinker up on that stage and he'll call stuff back, he'll stretch it thin and then call it back later just on on some improv stuff. Cause he did that when we were in Japan. And I was like, you know what? I'm laughing hard. I stand up and I hold my stomach. Yeah. And I just I just get restless. I'll be like, man, I don't know what to do with my <laughs> myself. I stand up, sit down, and and you know, Nate Jackson brought me to that um on some on some straight improv stuff in Japan. And of course, Mike Epps has two comedy specials that I Oh yeah. And and uh what's the other guy? Aren't you embarrassed? Sebastian Maniscalco. Yeah. Aren't you embarrassed? Is one of my favorite comedy specials. Tony was quoting that heavy. Man, that's <laughs> Sebastian. His delivery and the way he says the things and the way he would move his body during the joke, like his Chipotle <laughs> joke, and he's getting oh, all yeah. in there, and he's got the folding going, and he's just working it. <laughs> his whole delivery and style it just makes me laugh, it's and I'm just so like, funny. Sebastian. Yeah. Black Ron is funny. Um, To touch up on your mean comedy, Mean comedy feels so recycled no matter what the story is because yeah. people often talk about relationships mm-hmm. and it's always the bad ex or right. the bad or the bad current wife like okay why are you married first of all but like right. you know it's always this like it just feels all the same mm-hmm. I don't care how different the situation is it just feels the same if you're going to talk about like your trash relationship Everyone's talking about their trash relationship. Right. Can you give us a different perspective on it that may not feel the same as everybody else or Mm -hmm. like highlight the good in a funny way or like, cause a lot of people don't do that. You know, it's more so like, let me highlight the bad in a, in a funny way. Yeah. It's like, all right, but how can we do positive, more positive comedy? And I'm not trying to be like clean comedy cause you can cuss out the whole crowd in such a positive way. Yeah. Um, that would probably be, if I was a comedian, that'd probably be my thing. Like, man, <laughs> you're fucking beautiful, you piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? But like, I'm just saying like, it's just, it's just, mean comedy feels so overdone. Yeah. So it's like, I appreciate that your comedy isn't like, mean. Mm. You know what I mean? It's refreshing because four comedians before you have mm. already touched up on some mean stuff. Right. And then, then it's you and maybe one other person that doesn't do that. Mm. And then it's right back to me. Right. And it's just like, all right, we get it. <laughs> Life's hard. <laughs> you choose trash individuals. You attract whack energy. Like, we get it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, even right. even your, I don't know if you'll ever do this joke again, mm. but you remember the situation that really actually happened in Sacramento when we were walking? Oh, yeah, with the penis out? Yeah. Yeah. So you could have took that and put put that in a mean because it's you know of the the guy situation right. you could have made it mean yeah but you didn't you you made it more of like a sympathy like yo right. man i feel bad I like wanted his penis to be tucked away yeah like he was he was literally on the street penis out <laughs> sleep dude, this not dude was clean <laughs> and you know when you sleep you move around you fidget you might pull your penis out <laughs> on, accident. On, on the accident yeah but this is the community we walk in this four o'clock p.m. Yeah. in May. It was a main street too. So There's a like, family behind. There's a family coming. I was like, yo, families come raw penis. Yeah. <laughs> this little these little girls ain't never seen <laughs> exactly. penis out here on the block. So, so I, I tried to wake him up. I was like, yo, 
I was like, yo, man, you, you, your penis, ball, shaft, the complete <laughs> the whole set. The thing came out. It was the complete so, set it's was so out. It's so funny because like, you would have thought there was a hole on the top of his pants. Man. So wait, everything was out, everything but was nothing out. else was. <laughs> everything was secure, but his whole setup was <laughs> out, out on the block, 4 p.m., yeah. May, Sacramento. Yeah. No pun intended on the sack. Yeah. But all out, family coming down the block. Penis yeah. was in good shape. It was. It was. Well, it was for clean. a homeless man, it, it was looked clean. clean. Yeah, it looked kept. It, it wasn't. Well, if you're like, gonna see one for the first bumpy. time, yeah. Like, you know, I figured a homeless package. I figured it was gonna be all kind of behind the refrigerator right. dirt on it. You and know? it was. A, it was a pale one, so anything that was on it, like if it was red or anything, right. we would have saw. We right. would have saw any sort of like immediate visible diseases. Yes. But uh, it was. It was a. Uh, yeah. It was clean. He had a good, robust. It was just it, everything looking. If I had to touch it, I'd be able to. <laughs> For a homeless dude, yeah. yeah cause if be, like, if I had to tuck it away myself, I was like, oh, it looks clean enough. You know, I'm still washing my hands. Obviously, but, yeah. You would you would walk like this. Oh, definitely. I'm You're like, walking with your hand in front of and you. Then I like, got to get this under some. But <laughs> but I woke him up and he was like, ah, ha. I'm like your penis. He did like a half-ass coverage. And it was right back to yeah, back the to family sleep. and the family. It was it was hard conversations. You were a hero that day, though. Yeah, I tried to, you know, I. In hindsight, I wish I would have just tucked his penis in myself. I would I would have did a more thorough job. Oh yeah, because he really he bullshit. He, he was like and he did a and half cover and he went back to sleep. Out. The top, to sleep. The top of the shaft was definitely still out. Oh, Man, the head the head was finally tucked, but everything else everything was... else was complete. And the balls were in the mix. <laughs> the balls was, so it was one just nut. like I should have just repackaged them and then. Right. But I didn't want him to wake up his penis in my hand. I'm just like oh. <laughs> Oh, and, then three and I just ate, so I probably had crumbs on my mouth. My lips was <laughs> juicy, like you know. And, and then, and then I topped people... him off in his mind. You're right, and there's three people standing behind you, yeah, watching you do this, right? <laughs> and it's just you it, know it was, what's going on. It was me, Keenan, and Janelle. We're just watching you do this good deed, but right. to this man, it's like, what the hell are you doing? What's with happening? Me? <laughs> why? Why is my penis in your hands? And good why is sir? there an audience? <laughs> and then I'm just oh oh. Because I'm going to freeze in the moment. I'm oh, yeah. And I'm going to still try to, if he doesn't attack me, I'm going to still try to get it in there and just, <laughs> just, we just repackage well, it in your contact. penis. Because it was out, man. Yeah. And then I would have just, you know, washed my hands. Yeah. I haven't done that joke in a while, but. But that, that, that joke's a perfect example because it's yeah. a real life situation that happened to us. And you made it into a, a positive joke. Yeah. Instead of being like, this fucking, this homeless guy. Yeah, man. Dick out, man. <laughs> Get your life together. No, it was more like, This hey. one really went through my head. I'm like, oh, his penis is out. Oh, yeah. oh, in the community. Oh, it's a family coming. And the family was <laughs> walking up in slow motion. It was just <laughs> it like. It did feel like slow motion. They about to walk into a bombshell. When I tell you, it, it looked. <laughs> the the. The little girls were having a good time. They were twirling they were giggling. and giggling. Yes, they were slow twirling. Motion. Pink dresses were had. Like they were the kids on. Up and yeah, them in slow I feel motion. like there was a kid on somebody's shoulder. Man. The family, they were laughing with each other. Like <laughs> it was the prototype <laughs> nuclear family visual. And they were walking smack dab into the heart of the penis, and I was just like, "Oh, I gotta do something. Yeah. I gotta do something, man. That's These amazing. kids are gonna get a hard lesson." No pun intended. And then the, <laughs> then the homeless man, he don't even know he out here like this. Right. 
Yeah. And you probably prevented like pictures being taken of yeah, him. Yeah, because somebody like, gonna take advantage, but look yeah. at what we got here. Right. Yeah. You know, you don't, yeah. you don't do a man like that. Right. So Yeah. Anyway, yeah. That's funny. Uh but yeah. I wonder how he's doing. I wonder if his penis <laughs> is tucked. Right, right now. Yeah, tucked in. <laughs> What if it's what if he's known for that in the homeless community? Right, man, you always got uh, Harold penis out here. What is yeah? Come on, Harold, get Harold, it together, man. Pack it up. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Bye. Yeah, because he didn't talk. Yeah, he's that's like, the, the funniest bah. part is that when you woke him up, it was all that. Yeah. He probably thought he said a full sentence. Yeah. That's uh, funny. Yeah, man, this is stuff you, you know you got to think about, Peter uh, Pete. I did. I did want to bring up one trending topic. Okay. Uh, versus. There's a new versus. Have you heard of the new? Oh, Valentine's Day one. Anthony Hamilton, the music soldier. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Uh, Who do you got? Ooh. Now initially, Music Soul Child's first two albums uh, got major rotation from me. And me too, absolutely. I just want to sing and just listen yes. by Music Soul Child. Major rotation. Yeah. To where I was like, man, Music Soul Child, man. Um, and then like as the album as the albums progressed, I, I didn't really rotate them. Like, you know, uh, Soul Star, I didn't really listen to like that. And then I, I just got got kind of lost in the shuffle after that. Anthony Hamilton. Coming where I come from, and then ain't nobody worrying. And then he re released uh, an album that had like older tracks on it. I forget what it was called, but I listened to that a lot as well. And then, so now it's just like, man, Anthony Hamilton, Music Soul Child. I'm just like, I feel like now I go back to Anthony Moore. Yeah. On those first two albums and that other album, I don't know why I can't think of the name of uh, that album that came out after his second one, but it had older tracks on it. And then, and I and I also feel like Anthony has a stronger voice than Music Soul Child. I'll give you that, yeah. And so, um, but oh, it was a. Uh, the Anthony Hamilton project I'm referring to is uh I don't even have it listed here. Hold on. Scroll up. Oh, and the point of it all, that's another good oh, oh it was a uh, Soul Life. Soul Life by Anthony Hamilton. Yeah, the song Georgie, Georgie Parker on there, and uh I cried that I listened to a whole lot. Matter of fact, those two songs in particular remind me there was a time where this was back in like two thousand five, six. Right, and after we would eat, me, Reed, and the boys, we would go to. And this is when we were living in Las Cruces. We would go to like uh, the downtown Las Cruces and just kind of walk around downtown, just just for a walk. And I would always listen to that Anthony Hamilton Soul Life album on the way down there. So those songs on that album reminds me of. The walks I would take in like old Messia, not old Messia in Las Cruces, but like downtown. And so always have those memories attached to Anthony Hamilton. And so now, as I'm older, like years ago, I would say music. 
but now I'm leaning towards Anthony Hamilton for the for the verses. I feel that. Yeah. I like Anthony Hamilton as a person too. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of his energy. But um, man, I just want to sing. But yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to go music because yeah. music. Those albums to this day I can listen to. Yeah. All day, every day. Like I would literally just let it rock. Right. Um. What year was it? The first album. I just want to. Uh, it was two thousand, I think, ninety nine or two thousand. I remember. I just got a car. Yeah. So it's that's what was on my. That was what I was listening to. Yeah. So it's like. Uh, you know, once those, you get a car, that first album is special. Yeah. So it's like music, kind of. Uh, guided me, not guided me, but like, you know, in a way, uh, between music, Lauren, and Erica. Oh, yeah, that's a good trio. Yeah. Uh, they kind of guided me through those beginning first years of like real world issues. Cause, you know, when you're like from 16 to 18, is when you're really like, oh, shit, this is life is getting kind of real. Because right. even at 16, even though some people be like, well, what do you have to worry about at 16? Like, sexual things come into, like, 16-year-old mm -hmm. lives. Especially girl. Yeah, like, and then you have to deal with that. And then you have to, like, like, womanhood really starts to begin. Now you have to make these choices, like, all right, do I trust this boy with, mm -hmm. like, whether it is sex or love or, like, going on a date or uh, or even if you're not into boys, whatever, whatever whoever you're into. Mm -hmm. um, 16 is when you start to, like, actually have to, like, answer these real-ass questions. Right. And then, uh, but all these, and, like, who am I as a person? And mm. who do I want to be? And, like, who do I want to be going? Like, all those developing years, those albums were guiding me. Okay. And I appreciate that. You know what I mean? So Was music it Mama's is, like. Gun or Baduism? Baduism. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, music definitely has, like, a. A special a, a place. A special place. Yeah. Yeah. Like those albums feel like a family member. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? I respect so, it. So like, yeah. I respect it. Yeah. And Foxy Brown, I ain't gonna lie. I know it's a really, that's a weird, but Foxy, uh, she also helped me during my developing years. Yeah. She helped me channel my bad bitch. And that's something, that's something a lot of guys don't have to consider like uh, growing up when we're 16 we looked at as horn dogs and you know that we 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 follow our penis around and this that and the third and yeah. you know the hormones raging but girls had to to contend with what does this boy want from me really mm -hmm. like is he in it just for the smash or does he really love me like they had to have their guards up immediately yeah. or like you know most men, most men worry about getting used financially, mm -hmm. and that only comes when you have finances to even worry about that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So until you're you're rich and they oh oh is she with me just because of my money. But if you don't have money, men don't really have those type of fears of what does this woman really want from me. Yeah, you know there are some women that just want to take you down just because you got a nice body or you're handsome. They just want to smash you and leave. But more so than that, I think. Women, uh, men don't have to have that worry of, are you just going to use me for my body? And yeah. like, you know, that that girls and women have to deal with their, their whole life, essentially. And then, then, God forbid, if a woman has money, too. So now 
her body and money, she just like, man, does this dude really want, you know, me? Is it, yeah. you know, or is this just, you know, a fling for him? Or right. like, you know, once he conquers me, mm-hmm. is he out of here? And I feel like men, we just don't have that burden of, of worry. But there's also women, not all, but a lot of the times women are raised secondary mm-hmm. to men. And when you hit a certain age, you have to, like, you know, like, especially in that at that time, it's like, you know, boys are stronger than girls and like, right. like or just, you know, men are it. Yeah. Especially back then. Mm-hmm. Now, not so much. Like, shout right. out to the, the kids now. They know, like, the girls know their worth and they know, right. like, that it's anything is possible and, like, Mm-hmm. You can do whatever and you don't ever have to like ever settle down or none of that. You know what I mean? But back right. then it was very like, like this is what you're meant to do and this is what you're good for. Yeah. And then it's like. And it was an insult to be, ex- if somebody called you a girl or, you know. Exactly. It's a, it's a diss. Because I was, I was super like big on that too. Yeah. I was, because I was such a tomboy that I was like, hey man, don't treat me like a girl. Yeah. Like. I wanted to be treated as an equal with all the boys. Right. But what the thing that those albums, especially like Erica and Lauren, mm-hmm. kind of gave strength. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, I don't got to listen to you. Like, I don't care what you're talking about. Like, right. I'm my own person. I can make my own rules. I can make my, like, you make my own decisions. And that's another reason I also appreciate that between those albums and, like, punk music, I never... uh I never gave in to a lot of the usual stuff. Like yeah. I didn't really care about boys until later. Like I liked them, but mm. I wasn't like I needed a boyfriend. I didn't care about parties and I didn't care about like going like I didn't I never drank as a teenager. I've never had alcohol as a teenager. I was never curious about smoking. I was never like none of that. But I feel like that strength of not being able like to be able to question things were like from artists like that who are like yo this mm. is why i'm like erica was so different right than everybody she, like she she wasn't super sexual and like i don't care about people being super sexual but even Aaliyah, Aaliyah's another one mm. that i was like yo man she's owning her tomboy stuff right and she's not gonna like like yeah she got a little sexiness to her because her short her she used to wear like bikini tops with baggy pants yeah. but either way it was like like yo, I could do that. Yeah. So it, I feel like stuff like that as a young woman was super important. Mm-hmm. But uh, and then what, what, what makes music so important is that music was talking from a very like loving, like oh, we could just be friends. Mm-hmm. It's like oh, boys can just be friends even though they like a girl. Like yeah. okay, you know what I mean? He was trying so hard to like smash, but he was still like, we can just take it. He gave a lot of nuance to. Uh, male R&B singer mm-hmm. where it was like, all right, she's not feeling me like that. We still going to be friends. We hanging out. Yeah. He touched on friendship a lot. There's a song on Just Listen where it's, it's a friendship type of vibe and it's it's him and the girl having a back and forth on the track. Mm-hmm. And oh. uh, yeah. And so I like those nuances that he gave in his music in terms of, because you know with R&B, it was like either I'm loving you down, super right. romantic, and you the love of my life or oh, oh. or you had the heartbreak yeah. where it was just like you know oh you, you crushed me ah, I ain't got nothing left music is taking us to a realm where alright I like this girl she ain't really feeling me like that we just friends we hanging out something could develop but now and that's more so 
in line with what's actually happening in real life. It's yeah. like, you know, a lot of times you like somebody that might not like you back right away or at all. I've been I've been that guy. I like you, girl. You're my friend. I'm like, ah, all right, I'll be your friend. Right. You know, and so um so I relate to that more so than yeah. just love at first sight. And mm-hmm. like I knew I had to have you. If I knew I had to have somebody back then, I didn't get them. It was just like, I got to have you right now. I ain't feeling you like that. All right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Show us that. Show us, you know, the taking of the L. Yeah. And, and recovering and dealing with that L healthily and like, you know, patiently or whatever. Yeah. So I feel like music was really touching on those avenues of like, you know, because Jodeci and them, they already. They were smashing. They was already smashing. The bun was in the oven. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We hanging in there. You know what I'm saying? You got me fiending for you. I'm fiending for it now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just stay. This, that, and the third. Yeah. But music was giving those those yeah. subtle nuances in the in the game of love that yeah. was kind of unique to him. Yeah. And that song you're talking about, they grew up together. And then they were like, all right, I'm kind of looking at you differently. Yeah. Which is another thing I dealt with as a kid. There was like a lot of... Like, I remember the kids in my aunt's building, we all grew up together. We all met each other as, like, kids. But as we got older, mm-hmm. it's like, wait, I'm kind of looking at you differently. This is interesting. Right. So he was touching up on that at the same time as I was like, yo, yeah, this kid I've known since I was, like, literally, like, 10. Mm-hmm. This, what, what is this feeling right. now? You yeah. know what I mean? This kid I used to climb trees with. Yep. And, like, you know, like, we used to play fight or whatever. Right. It's like, all right. I think I want to hug him, kiss yeah. him. I don't know what I want to do. You, you know what sure, I mean? But there's something more. It was than, something yeah. there. So when he had songs like that, it's like, oh, so it's not. It's just like a thing. And mad people can relate to that. Mad I feel people like can more people can relate to that scenario and it's just straight passionate. Yeah. Falling head over heels. That don't head over heels don't happen to a lot of people. Yeah. People be like, yeah, you cool. You know what I'm saying? You know, I ain't never really. And then later on, you be like, yo, I like this person. Like realizations happen a lot more than 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 R and B will make you believe. Yes, R and B is very like love, passion, heartbreak, despair. This is it. R and B goes by the Romeo and Juliet. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like setup. Give us the nuance of yeah. just like I seen this girl. I ain't really notice her at first, and then I seen her again, and then she's like, "You don't remember me from the party?" I'm like, "I think I remember you." Show us that. That happens yeah. a lot. We're like, you, I met you actually at uh, Craig's house. I was like, Craig's house? You were there? Like, yeah. You, oh, 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 show us the, oh, yeah, yeah, I remember you. But still not even, even then she was cool. Yeah. And then, you know, later on, we started hanging out, being at the same parties. Take us through all this uh-huh. in an R&B track. And then we got together. Because when you, when you hear about real couples, Mm-hmm. I'd be like, how'd y'all meet? How'd y'all get together? Yeah. I was like, well, he liked me for a long time. I didn't really like him like that. Yeah. He was just kind of hanging around. You know, I had some breakups here and there. Show us the dude hanging around after three boyfriends. And he was still like, I'm still here. And I'm like, well, you know, I'll give him a shot. <laughs> and then they've been together for 30 years. Right. And, and it shows all these different dynamics within the game. Yeah. More so than just I had to have you, and then then yeah. you wanted me back. Cause even with like a lot of celebrities, like I think of rappers, uh, they always go back to the person who waited around. Yeah, you know what I mean. They they always end up either marrying or like finally 
settling down. I'm going to put yeah. air quotations around that because sometimes they still will end up cheating. But, you know, they'll be like, oh, this is my main chick. Right. Because she waited around. Mm. You know what I mean? It happens all the time. Right. It's not always just like, all right, this one, and that's it. It'll be like, this one mm. is dope, but I'm going to move on to this one. But the one that was dope right. initially is going to be the one that sticks around. And then later on, you're like, oh, snap. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nuances, man. Yeah. We got to get the hell out of here. Yeah, we man. do. We're hour and 21 in. Yeah. I'm out of here. Uh, Bye, y'all. Um, thank y'all for tuning in. Shout out to my patron saints in here. Uh, dope questions, dope interactions. Marie, Latoya, Shauna, Nana P, Candy Cammy. I see y'all. It's Shanna, here. like Hannah. Huh? I just want to. I don't want to. <laughs> We've been butchering her name for mad long, so it's Shanna instead of Shauna. I said Nana P, I thought. No, no, you said Nana P, then you said Shauna. Did I say Shauna? Yeah, it's yeah. Shanna? Shanna. Shanna, my bad. I'm trying to like instill Shanna that like Hannah. My... Oh, it's in yeah. the title. <laughs> Shanna like Hannah, my bad. Nana P and Shanna. S. I don't know what the, uh Anyway, y'all, uh, thank y'all for tuning in. We'll be back next week with more verbal cardio. Um, I'll be in Nashville, Tennessee. February 10th through the 12th. Get your tickets. I'll be in Miami the weekend after that. Get your tickets. I'll be in Tacoma. I'll be in Chicago. I'll be in Raleigh. I'll be in uh, D.C. I'll be in New York. I'll be in uh, Birmingham, Alabama. I'll be in Houston, Texas. Um, I'll be in Oklahoma City. I'll be in Baltimore, Maryland. I'm out here. I'll be in Richmond, Virginia. Get y'all tickets. Get them early. I'll be in Indianapolis. I'll be in Milwaukee. Get y'all tickets early, man. Get y'all tickets early so I know this. I'll be in Louisville, Kentucky. Um, best podcast ever, Tanya? Mm. Wow. Thank you, man. That's hard hitting right there. That is hard hitting. Yes, get your Chicago tickets. I appreciate y'all. Um, Comedians, if you watch this and you feel like I left you out, I'm sorry. Um, yeah. You'll be all right. Yeah, you will. <laughs> you will. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you will be all right. But I love y'all as well, man. And if you are watching this and you are a comedian and, you know, you you one of the people that be making me laugh to tears produce, thank you, man. I'll be, I'll be needing to laugh, too. I provide so many laughs with so many. I'll be wanting to laugh hard, too. I'll be wanting this. This is true. This is why Midnight oh. still lives in the house. Man, I'll be wanting that hard, robust laugh. But anyway, thank y'all <laughs> so much. Um, and yeah, y'all, we out.